1: See Home slash delivery for details.
2: You getting here. I've seen the amount of work that that it's taken to get here and all the things that go into it. And it's not easy. There are so many things that go into starting a podcast from the design to the scheduling to all the guests to the ideas. Like it's it's a big process and you've you did it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Now we're here. Welcome to Better Tomorrow with Hannah Brown. I am so excited that you guys are back, and we have a very special guest with us today. Drumroll, please. Mr.
2: Adam Woolard. Wow, what a great intro. Woo!
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Adam is here today because, honestly, he's just my test dummy in life.
2: Are you going to tell people who I am?
0: Yeah, yeah, to, but like I'm gonna to start. You? Yes, I just want to start out because oh, okay. just in general, you are my test dummy in life and just like the best security blanket. And that's because he is my landlord. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam is my boyfriend.
2: <laughs> Bringing the comedy this morning. I love it.
0: Thank you. Uh, we have been dating for almost three years, like two and a half. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, we can definitely talk about our relationship in another episode and I'm sure we'll talk about it in this just with what all we're talking about. But yeah, if you're new here, Adam is my boyfriend. We are madly in love and we just have a good time together. So he's here to help me. With this new thing that we've got going on this podcast, he's definitely been a part of just the whole process of getting this started and has been so supportive. And so when I asked him to come on today, he was pumped, right? More than happy. More than happy. And
2: I just have to say, I'm so proud of you getting here. I've seen the amount of work that that it's taken to get here and all the things that go into it. And it's not easy, there are so many things that go into starting a podcast, from the design to the scheduling to all the guests to the ideas like it's It's a big process, and you've you did it.
0: Thank you, thank you. yeah, we're here. um I guess we should just let's just shoot the shoot the shot. <laughs> About what's going on in our life. We just got back from going back to Alabama to see my family. Um, we went to Mentone, Alabama. For those of you who don't know this gem of a town, it's where my mom grew up. And about, um, it was like a two and a half hour drive for us. And we just got to hang out with the fam for the weekend. It was really fun. How did you feel about it? How do you like hanging out with my family?
2: I love it. I really do. I know that you you kind of have like this this herky-jerky attitude about going, going back and seeing your family. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to go. And then we go and then you're like, that was so fun. I had yeah. so much fun. Um, I love your family. I love your parents. Hanging out with your brother and his friend Spencer was so much fun. We got to shoot guns. We got to just hang out and drink beer and the June jam was amazing. Yes. So much fun seeing, you know, Jamie Johnson and, um,
0: Alabama,
2: Alabama, Oak Ridge boys,
0: uh, Jake Owen, Jake
2: Owen. It was all just like, it just felt so natural and
0: fun. It was just like good, clean fun. Yeah. So I think why I was I mean, we could go into a whole family episode. (laughs) I love my family. They're great. But also, when we're in Mentone, there's zero service. And um, I knew we had this podcast coming up right when we got back. I'm also going to be gone, like, basically all of June and hadn't booked one of my flights and was trying to book it while I was there. And I couldn't because there was zero service So there were just a few things that were just on my mind and my mom really wanted us to go to this June jam. Like she literally bought us tickets and didn't ask us if we wanted to go. It was like, oh yeah, so we're going to see you this weekend. And I'm like, um, okay, but that's just kind of my mom. And even when we got there, I was like, well, we're not staying the night. Like we're going to stay one night and then leave. And then she was like, well, no, like you're going to be, you're going to be too tired. You need to stay and spend the night. And I'm like, no, we're going to be super tired because our room in that, uh, our cabin is like over a hundred years old. It was my great grandfather's, um, like he built that house. My grandfather grew up in that house and now we have it. And now my grandfather's actually back staying in that, that house. It's really cool, but it's not like, the, <laughs> it's not really well ventilated. And we have this one air conditioner in the room that is so loud And
2: it keeps the room super cool, but every time it kicks on, it's like,
0: oh, and when it's not on, it gets so hot. The bed's not like the most comfortable. So yeah, it's, it's definitely an experience and it's so great. Like Adam was saying, like you're definitely in, it's like, you're just in nature. Like the town is, I think the actual people who live in the town, it's like maybe it's like under three hundred people, so it is a very small town. Um, a lot of people come in vacation up there, but uh, it's. I'm very blessed to have had that experience of always like growing up there. But like I said, there's there's no Wi-Fi. You really are just with the family. And now as I've gotten older, I appreciate it. But from a working standpoint, or if you're like trying to do things on social media as a part of work, which is kind of my job, it can be. A little frustrating and
2: and and i'll say that's exactly what i loved about this weekend yeah granted i didn't have things to worry about i didn't need to check email i didn't have anything coming up today um so disconnecting completely and just waking up going on a run with wally and the dogs just being completely immersed in nature without having to worry about like checking my phone and you know capturing content and all the things that we normally do mm-hmm. on the weekends it just felt good it felt good to unplug
0: no i lo- i love it like if i didn't have to be on my phone i'm great but then when it's like oh there's no option that's when i started settling in and really enjoying it and the june jam was so fun so the june jam is a like music what would that be called i guess festival ish yeah. yeah um that the band alabama for country music people you should know who the band Alabama is. They're from Fort Payne, Alabama. So they put on this fest- they've put on this festival for fest- festival. 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 <laughs> festival. Um, my mom always grew up going to it, but they had stopped the June jam for like 17 years, and this is the first year back. And back then it was huge. Like every big name you could think of has played at the June Jam, like Dolly Parton, Garth Brooks. Um, I don't know why those are the first two that came to mind, but seriously, like a, it was a big deal. Um, and um, Alabama hosts this event in Fort Payne and all the money, all the proceeds made from it go to um, North Alabama Charity. So it's really awesome because it gives back to the community. And this was the first time in 17 years it was back. So it was really cool to be able to be a part of that. And There was a lot of people there, and it was fun. It was like you said, like just like good, clean fun. It wasn't like people were going crazy, getting like super hammered, except my. Like there weren't
2: weren't people (laughs) sneaking into the sponsor tent to get some shade. There weren't people unscrewing spray bottles with vodka and no, nobody did
0: that (laughs) except my family, my mother. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is pretty smart. Oh yeah, producer Andrews here. What's up? Um, Yeah, my mom. You would. My mom is the one who brought a mister, like a fan, like a fan mister, and she put her vodka in that and snuck it in. Nobody else said that, but my mom did. How does she drink it?
2: Does it is it like a mist bottle? It,
0: yeah, but so she, it's, it it's, is
2: instead of like water inside the mist bottle, it was just vodka, and then she would buy she bought like a lemonade. And she drank some of the lemonade. And once there was enough room for the vodka to go in, she opened the mist bottle and imported it. In. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's a wily vet. Like she, she, she knows <laughs> how to get her juice in. Um, yeah and that that's that's what we call it yeah it's
0: it's just her (laughs) juice um i looked it up in mentone alabama
2: has a population of 321 people oh my
0: god and they're probably all my cousins
2: that's like maybe the smallest (laughs) town i've ever heard of in my life isn't
0: that crazy it's so beautiful though you gotta you gotta go yeah um
2: but i love i love meeting people there and like especially hanging out with your uncle al and your cousin will like when you're talking to them, you just, you feel like you're just meeting them and there's no, there's no ulterior motives. There's no facade up. It's just like, Hey man, like, how's it going? Yeah. And it and it's, there's just nothing, there's no give and take. It's just, you're just genuinely meeting another human being and chatting. It's just like,
0: this is who I am and we're glad you're here. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. Yep. It was so fun. Yeah, I know. It's, um. I'm sure there's actually more people than you would think, Producer Andrew, that that know about Mentone because it also has, like, it's wild. Like, when I went to the University of Alabama, I would wear, like, a Camp Skyline t-shirt. My aunt owns this, like, girls' camp. Well, actually, or not aunt, my cousins. Sorry, they're, like, my mom's age. Uh, One cousin, cousin owns Camp Skyline and one cousin owns Camp Riverview, and they're, like, these big girls' camps. And it would be so crazy when I'd be walking around people like, People would be like, oh my gosh, Camp Skyline, I went there. Like a friend that I had that lives in California, she's from Atlanta, and she grew up going to mm-hmm. Camp Skyline. Like it's crazy. So there's a lot of people that will go there for things like that. Yeah. Um, like a
2: town that you visit as opposed to live in.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's not a a stoplight. There's a a caution light, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That's about it. It's cool. That's not where you grew up. That's where your mom grew so up. So my mom grew up, but... Um, And like, it's funny for her, like my dad could live there and she's like, no, there's a reason that I left. Like there, there really isn't that much to do, especially growing up. Like it would be really hard. Like
2: she probably graduated high school with like six people. If that.
0: I think like her, (laughs) I don't, it was something. Well, I know she had the, she always like, like, no, we had the biggest graduating class. It was like maybe 40 people. So
2: I mean, that's, that's pretty big.
0: Pretty big. But she went to Valley Head. So there's not a school in Mentone, Alabama. You have to go down, it's like a, a mountain. So you go down the mountain, and she went to Valley Head. So I'm sure there's more people in sure. Valley Head than actually living in Mentone. But yeah, we um, now have my um, great grandfather's uh, cabin and his land. And it's so crazy. My dad just um, bought 20 more acres, like adjacent to it. And we found out that this land has actually been in both sides of the families for years. So, like, my mom's dad's side bought the land from my mom's mom's side. So, it's who knows how long it's been in, in the family. Um, and then the land that my dad also owned, uh, just bought, was from my mom's mom's side. So, we have all this like generational land, which is really cool. And, you know, we, where we, we were like looking at the property and just dreaming of of things, and I would love to have a place there one day because as you get older, you really appreciate that solitude and beautiful nature around. But
2: and it is so quiet and peaceful.
0: Out there. I know. Mm-hmm. All in all, it was a really yeah. great weekend. But also, I'm so glad getting back yesterday and just having some time to just get everything ready. I leave for. LA tomorrow for some work stuff, and it just felt nice to be able to get settled. So it all worked out, and now we're here. And what is so great is, um, did you guys drive or fly? Tomorrow? Oh yeah, I would say so. We drove. uh, It's like two, it's about two and a half hours, which is such a blessing because we n- weren't able to do that for so long, but, um we just moved uh we just newly moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and so that has been one of the coolest things is that now it's just an easy drive to go see family so um on un- like just like I talked about last week, the podcast is not the f- the only thing that has been a new start um but we also moved across the country together, yeah to be here in Tennessee and we loved it. And so I thought that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about today, about like the big move and why we moved. I don't feel like I really talked about it that much. If you follow me on social media, I feel like every day people are like, wait, where are you? <laughs> and I'm just going to let y'all figure it out for the most part. unless You've watched a story and happened to hear me say, yeah, we moved to Nashville. I've just been like very flip flippant about it um well, because
2: it happened so it fast. it did happen
0: so fast so um we were going to talk to you guys today about like what kind of prompted that and then also um since you're my guest and Adam has lived in Nashville before we didn't meet here in Nashville we met in Santa Monica California so also kind of hear about your story of how you've ended up back here with me and um Yeah. So you, so yeah, I just want to kind of get into that. And you've lived here before. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to move here in the first place? Because you're not from here. Not from here. Um, But you did live here for a while. So yeah, what prompted that in the beginning? Why did you leave? All that, all those things.
2: So I I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and everybody that I knew kind of went to Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. And for whatever reason, I just I've kind of always been I'm I'm the middle child, so I kind of want to establish my own route and I saw my brother um, you know, debating between Oklahoma and OSU. He actually didn't go, but um he ended up going to Vanderbilt, which I'll get into later, but I just wanted to get out of my normal friend group and kind of expand expand my horizons a little bit and went to the university of Arkansas. Um, so I graduated there in 2009. Um, got a business degree there and wow,
0: I think I was in middle school. I,
2: <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said the year, but yeah, um, graduated in '09. and while I was going to school there, my brother was still at Vanderbilt. So I, I would travel up there or travel here. We're in Nashville now. Yeah. Where are we? Um, and I just fell in love with the city. It was, you know, it's definitely not what it is now. It has changed a lot since then. But as a, you know, 20 year old who just wanted more out of life, Nashville had a lot to offer. Um, so I got a job in Nashville right out of school and I <clears throat> was in IT sales for about a year. Didn't end up being a long-term thing, but it was <laughs> it was what what drew me here. Um, so I did that for about a year and then I got into, uh, banking right after that. And while I was working at Avenue bank, um, I decided to get my MBA and I got, I finished up my MBA at Lipscomb in 2012. So that's kind of what brought me here. Um, I loved the city. I had a big group of friends actually had four or five buddies who started a band and played at Rippy's every Saturday night.
0: Wait, you didn't tell me that. Yes,
2: I did. I, I told don't remember you that. that. Well,
0: what was what was the name of the band?
2: Trip Bear and Southbound.
0: Are they still a band?
2: You've met Trip Bear.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Trip.
2: and I to, I've told you this, I swear I have. So Trip and Oops. Nick, <laughs> Nick lives in um Richmond, I guess now. He's okay. he's kind of been all over the place, but he was the lead guitarist. And then I had another friend, Andrew Dudas, who was the fiddle player in the band. And like, we, that was our thing. Like every Saturday night I would go to Rippies with, usually with my brother and several friends and we would just watch them play. And it was so cool. Cause like, you know, we know the band and <laughs> yeah. we got to go backstage and hang out with them. And it was just so fun. And it was such a great way to meet people in a new city. Um, so yeah, I I lived in Nashville from 2010 to 2016. Um mostly in the banking industry, worked at Avenue Bank and you know, I got to a point about 4 years into my banking career early on where I was just like, ah, I need something more. I was going through a very kind of transitional stage in my life and um I wanted to discover more about myself. And I feel like I was, I was hitting a roadblock in banking.
0: Um, Yeah. I was, I mean, I do remember us talking about this and it's interesting because when you talked about this time in your life, you said that like sometimes being in banking was soul. Soul sucking. sucking. Yeah. Soul sucking. But it's just interesting, like how you, which I'm sure you'll get into like how you are now kind of back in banking
2: full circle. Yes. Um, but I think that, that period of my life, I just needed to discover more about myself, my passions. You know, I was going down this spiritual rabbit hole where I was, um, really learning about every religion, every ideology that I possibly could. I was meditating for hours a day before going to work and It was like this big ego-shedding time in my life.
0: Let's take a quick break. Today is about looking for new ways to better ourselves. But sometimes that means looking in a totally different place or even a different state. In South Dakota, travel is transformative. It's good for the soul. It's the kind of place to just let go, to escape from routine and predictability of life. To put down the phone and pick up a sense of adventure and to see the world a little bit differently as in not through our screen. Life in South Dakota is about unplugging from it all and connecting with the world around you. It's about being open to real surprises and treating your senses to a real, raw, natural beauty that doesn't need a filter. Whether you're exploring the mountains and trees of the Black Hills, hiking through the Badlands, navigating the wild towns, or camping under the stars, South Dakota is the place to get a little lost and find yourself along the way. See why there's so much South Dakota, so little time at TravelSouthDakota.com. There have been many times in my life where I really thought I could trust my gut, but I definitely shouldn't have. Definitely with a lot of those exes in the past, um, when it comes to that low fuel flashing light on my car. I just always think that it's not really serious. Trust me, it is. I've been on the side of the road way too many times. Probiotics can't help with most of your gut decisions. But if your gut needs a little support, ritual has your back ritual has made a three in one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome all in one minty capsule and no refrigeration needed. I love my symbiotic plus i take it every day it is it's great because it's got all the biotics in it um, for my probiotic i feel like it's just really helping my gut in all the ways and actually ritual even invested in a study modeling the human colon which showed that symbiotic plus significantly increased the microbial diversity and the growth of beneficial bacteria we love that we love when the things actually doing the work that we need it to for our gut Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash Hannah B. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash Hannah B for 25% off. Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your own power, and build towards summer you. Peloton accommodates your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's classes to get your body moving. Peloton has a range of class types to fit for every goal and mood. If you can't run, take a walking class, need some grounding, try yoga. If you want to level up, go to the Pilates' or hit workouts Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I love Peloton. I feel like Peloton was what really helped me stay consistent um, with moving my body the past few years when sometimes. Um, whether it was a pandemic or an injury or health stuff going on that sometimes would limit the way that I would normally like routinely work out, that I was moving my body a little bit every day and also diversifying depending on what my needs were at the time. There was a lot of time where I couldn't have this super high intensity workout and just needed some help of how can I move my body with what I have right now? Maybe the limitations I have. I feel like Peloton just has something for everyone um, at any level and at any time and season in your life. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And now let's get back to the show. What initially got you into that? Like, or did you just randomly like fall into it and like read a book? Or what made you just start decide decide to go into this like exploit, exploration of spirituality in every way?
2: So I, I hear a lot of people talk about their spiritual journey and a lot of times it's just like it's this one thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: For me, it wasn't like that. It was kind of this this natural and just general unease. And I was—I've always been a very curious person, so I'm always like, "What? Why are we here?" I always ask the big questions, and I'm—I'm I'm not okay with just like general answers. And I wanted to know more about like why I'm here, what's my purpose, um, what is the meaning of all this?
0: Which I'm sure, with you saying, like you were very unhappy with where you were in your job at that point, or dissatisfied. I dissatisfied. guess Dissatisfied.
2: I wasn't super unhappy. Yeah, like, I worked with great people. Avenue bank was a new and innovative bank that really changed the face of banking in Nashville. Um, small community bank. I loved how agile everyone was and how quickly we could get things done, but we got bought out by pinnacle, which is a big regional bank and things changed considerably. Um, I did quote unquote lose my job at Avenue pinnacle came in and we're kind of like, you know, we, We don't have this exact same position for you at Pinnacle, but we want to give you these options. And I didn't like any of the options. Um, but about a year before that happened, I just, I had this like, Oh, like I want to do something that excites me. And acting was that, and I've always been like super animated, especially as a kid. I would, I just had a lot of energy. I was always bouncing off the walls and my mom would always encourage me like, you need to get into acting. But I was like, how? Do, there was no follow through. There was no like, here are the steps to get into acting,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which I'm like- As a ah, child. As a child. Yeah. And looking back, I'm just like, man, like there, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there just weren't, I didn't know about and my family didn't know about any kind of means to do that. There were no like online programs. There were no classes that you can go to take that I knew of or that my mom knew of. And I wish- I don't wish, but it would have been cool to have that opportunity. Like if I grew up in LA, it's everywhere. Like, of course you can go to an acting school. Well,
0: we've talked about this before because I like similar, oh my gosh, similarly, there we go. Similarly have the same kind of like as a child, I love to put on little plays for my family, but also I was always had some storyline that I was, putting on for my dolls or my Barbies, just very into story. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that there was careers that you could even do that. And I was animated, but I think even more just interested in Mm -hmm. storytelling in that way. And my family knew that, but yeah, like, what are you going to do in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? And also it wasn't like my family was in the place to just like drop it all and figure they they wouldn't even know that they had to do that yeah. so I totally get it and I can say from living with you like it it is so funny like I feel like for the most part you come off as very like put together and like so supportive but you don't always show like how theatrical you can be but I'll be <laughs> like wait are we doing a bit right now <laughs> Like I'll be so confused and you'll just really you definitely have that side of you. So it makes sense why you maybe even had that urge to just try it out. And it's also really cool that you even did just like go for it because how old were you when you got into that? I mean,
2: I was 27, 28 whenever I first went to a casting call. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to, I literally just Googled acting classes or like agencies. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I just typed in acting agency And Tribe Talent Management was the first one that came up, or it was one of the first few. I think Block Agency was number one, which is like the big kind of modeling agency here in Nashville. And I think they're more focused on modeling than they are acting. So I I reached out to Tribe. And I just, I like kind of like a smaller-
0: Well, you're just getting into it. You're like, I don't- Yeah. Yeah.
2: Just like, I'm just going to come in and see what happens. Yeah. So I went into Tribe Talent Management. Um, I did like a cold read and absolutely loved it. Like they give you a sheet and you have to memorize it for like on camera. And I memorized it really easily and just felt very comfortable in front of camera. Um, so I signed with tribe like literally next day and then Sherry, the, my, my head agent just started, you know, submitting me for things. And I landed a Toyota commercial within the first like week, week and a half and that was a national campaign.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um so that kind of gave me like okay you can you can Let's keep per- keep pursuing this and meanwhile I'm still working um at Avenue Bank and um I just I needed something outside of the bank that was like more passion filled. Mm. Um but the bank did provide a lot of external stuff. So I was um on the board of Habitat for Humanity. I was a board intern at um big brothers, big sisters. So there was stuff more passion filled outside of banking. But I was like, how do I make, how do I make my passion a job? Like, how do I do something that I'm really excited about and make money at? And I still struggle with that today. I'm still like, oh, like I want to, I want to be a jujitsu coach. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I want to uh, open a jujitsu gym and be a jujitsu coach and just be okay with that. Yeah. There there are (laughs) things like bills. There are things like, you know.
0: Buying a house.
2: Buying you presents and your presents are not cheap ever, ever. And if I do buy you a cheap present, it has to be very, very thoughtful and sentimental for it to work. And usually it (laughs) does. It
0: does work if it's sentimental for sure.
2: So, yeah, I mean, I just wanted, I wanted more out of life. And I got to this point where I just, I needed to make a big change. And I started making, I started taking steps to make it happen. Just like the same thing that you're doing with this podcast. Like you just, okay, I want to do this, but how, like, what are the steps that I need to take? And sometimes you just have to jump. You just Mm -hmm. have to jump into it and figure it out as you go. And I had to do that. So
0: where did that lead you?
2: So I really, when I started expanding my reach is when I went to this, this, um, talent expo in Dallas, Texas. Um, it's called the the Model and Talent Expo. is put on by a guy named Mike Beatty, and he's been doing it for, gosh, for a long time. I want to say 20, 25 years. I signed with um, the Campbell Agency mm-hmm. out of Dallas. So moved to Dallas, and I've had um, about a year, a little over a year in Dallas um, in that market, landed some you know, commercials, landed some modeling gigs, and I was just in this mode of like, I want to go somewhere else now. So I went to Chicago, tried out that market and um enjoyed it, but at the same time I didn't want to be freezing, you know. Yeah. It it was it was unbearably cold and I traveled to LA to um for for a couple gigs, one in Laguna Beach and then one in downtown Los Angeles and I just I loved the weather, I loved the atmosphere. I had a buddy there who worked at Greg Lauren the company that I eventually worked for and I modeled for him. And that's kind of when I was like, okay, how do I make LA work? Um, so I modeled for Greg Lauren, I started talking to him and he, he was basically explaining all the needs of his company at the time. And I talked to him about my background in banking and, you know, the financial world. And he was like, well, you can come in and do a little bit of that, but we also have, we have needs here and here and here. Um, so I signed on with Greg Lauren about, a week and a half after modeling for him and packed up all my stuff in Chicago and made the move to LA.
0: So there was a time you were really, I mean, that was a lot of moves.
2: It was a lot of moves. It it was a little bit reckless. It was a little bit um, just kind of flowy and um, not super thought out, but that's just, that was the period of life I was in. I was just like, I'm, I'm going to follow intuition. I'm going to, you know, just kind of feel like God is moving me where I need to be, um, but in the back of my mind, I was like, "Ooh, this this feels kind of feels kind of um, bad."
0: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, it, it stresses feels, me out yeah, so there much. Was,
2: there was no foundation setting. There was no like thought of the future. It was just like I'm living by the seat of my pants.
0: And you were like, you ha- I guess you like had the means to be able to do all that, but you weren't like thinking fully. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this like stresses me out because I mean we have so many conversations about this. Like, oh, like wh- how am I going to yeah build that foundation, be able to sustain this? How is this going to get? Me how further? am I going to
2: provide for a- an eventual family? Yeah. Um, and you know that that was in the back of my mind, but I was still just like, I just I just wanted to to do my own thing and figure it out as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, I have kind of gotten back to a more obviously
1: <laughs> they're, they're more more <laughs> stable I have foundational.
2: Pushed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I know that I, not only I need that, but you need that. Yeah. And yeah, we made it to LA worked for Greg Lauren for about five and a half years. Um, met you. they
0: met me during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so, it's just so funny. Cause it's like it's since I feel like once we met, you were kind of in that stage of, okay, you were already having those thoughts of all right i need to make a change but it was really hard i f- i feel like um to kind of figure out what that next step would be because you had been living and found the the good of making sure whatever you do like there's a reason behind it mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i'm so glad that your life took all these turns and you moved because we did meet in la um and yeah, I i mean, even for me, like how I even ended up in LA, it's, I feel like that's, that's a lot of people's journey of like wanting something different and trying it. Um, but from the time that I met you, you were like, not super, not that you weren't happy, but it wasn't like something that you wanted to do forever. Like there was, a, I think there was an excitement about, I mean, his job is so cool. Like we, he went to you went to Paris two times a year. You're working with all these amazing athletes and celebrities. Getting to do sales, which you're so great at, and you know having that that hand in the business of Greg Lauren, but also getting to be a part of like some of the creativity about it. But I wouldn't say that like fashion is your passion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not good tagline.
0: Too. Yeah. So <clears throat> tell us kind of about. Yeah, I mean I think one of the big reasons of moving is you kind of Can coming I pause back. You? Yeah. I want to hear about how you guys met. Bring me through that. See, Where did
2: you meet? How did you meet? What were you guys doing?
0: I mean, I think we should definitely go into like a full episode about just our relationship in general, but we met on a dating app. And it's so crazy. Like I I had great luck on a dating app. I was only on it for like Maybe a little over a week in my Adam. Um, really and a week? It was like maybe two weeks. I it feel was, like you
2: had a week worth of YouTube videos.
0: Yeah, but I went on <laughs> dates. Just one week back to back, baby. I was <laughs> I was on it. And um, it have been like I don't know what I'm not saying like it maybe it was two weeks. It it just wasn't long. I didn't go on many dates. You
2: didn't have like multiple dates in a day.
0: Yes, I definitely did. that. You did? Yeah.
2: Well, I told you about like how that can backfire
0: No
2: the the day oh, yeah. before you she had a morning date and I was her evening date. She fell in love with this guy on the morning date and just completely blew me off. Didn't tell me that she wasn't going to come. I bought a a a bottle of wine for the table. Like it was it was humiliating but also very humbling at the same time. And then the next date that I had was you. That's
0: Um, I should, I mean, I want to talk, I think we should definitely go into a full episode about just us, where we are in our relationship, how we started, where like my headspace was, where your headspace was. So if you guys want to hear that, I think we should, it, I feel like it's, yeah, it's more of a full episode of just like how we have gone from then there, where we are, where, where we were there to where we are now. But yeah, we met on a dating app and it was cool. We actually lived like three houses down from each other, but I just moved. Um, but how we connected is we both had a picture on the same street and then realized we, yeah, we both lived there. So it was really cool. Um, we also met during COVID. So we are a COVID relationship, you know, moved, we moved in together, um, in LA, which I'd never moved in with a guy. And I think I had like I never thought I would do that before I was married, but also I think you can always make, I don't want to say excuses, but what's the word? Like, um, like excuses, but re I guess just like reasons for why, um, because we had an awesome apartment. Um, and yeah, we were at each other's like justification, justifications. yeah. Yeah. For why, um, But yeah, we lived together for like a year and a half, I feel like, in LA. Mm -hmm. It was great and we loved it, but now we find ourselves here in Nashville. So yeah, I mean, I think I'm very grateful for just our time in LA, I think separately and also together. Um, I feel like... I mean, obviously we're we're here in Nashville, but I do think are things that we really loved about LA. Mm-hmm. Um
2: and we never want to be those people who leave somewhere and just like rip it apart and knock on it. It it just it's not that way for
0: us. No. I mean, I guess also it's like, why did we even look at Nashville? And I think it really happened very fast, like us making the decision to leave. Santa Monica to come to Nashville. I mean, there's probably people listening to this that are like, oh wait, that like we know like you're in Nashville. (laughs) Like it really is like that. It was a very quick thing. But Um, but
2: for me, like Nashville has always been on the radar since I left. I was kind of, I was kind of hesitant. And when I left, I was like, Ooh, I'm really going to miss this place. There was no, like, usually when you leave a place, you're like, Ooh, I'm going to feel weird when I come back here with Nashville was like, Ooh, I cannot wait to get back here.
0: It's just not the time.
2: Just not the time. Yeah. And Nashville has always been on my radar, especially being in LA and coming back here and visiting friends and family. Like I always knew that it was a place that I could see myself.
0: Yeah. Eventually. Same. I always thought, I mean, for me, I went from the only time I'd ever moved, um, was from Tuscaloosa to to LA and that's obviously a very big move like for college, I went, I'm from Tuscaloosa and went to school in Tuscaloosa just like 15 minutes down the road. I mean, I, I didn't live with my parents and I definitely had that college experience, but still, um, hadn't had that, that time in my life where you just completely do your own thing. And so for me, LA, um, it definitely held a different place in my heart. Cause I feel like that's where I actually got to know myself. I went through like some of the hardest experiences there, but some of the most growth in a very condensed time period. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, how a lot of people feel when they go to LA. Cause it's just like a culture is so different and you have to, you have so many decisions to make and, um, there's so many different types of people, which is wonderful, but then also can be very confusing and you can forget who you are or find who you are, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like how we even started the conversation of moving here kind of came from my place of like panic and distress and like, I don't know, just having one of my freaking breakdowns that happen every few couple of months. But this one just came from, um, we came back here. I don't remember. we came back to Alabama. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a meeting with my accountant (laughs) and (laughs) Wow, I'm really telling everybody everything. But yeah, I had a meeting with my accountant and um, we were kind of going through my finances and I was, was fine, but he was like, you know, living how you're living right now is not going to help you build a lot of wealth in the future when you're paying this much in your rent. And he was really talking about, you know, if you're going to do this, like you might as well buy a house, like that's a really nice house that you're paying rent in but we loved where we lived. We lived like three blocks away from the ocean in Santa Monica in this little, um, little pocket called ocean park. And we lived just like two blocks down from the main street. And like, we walked everywhere and it was amazing.
2: A beautiful view. I mean, it was, it was Oh perfect.
0: my gosh, it was, we had the, our apartment was amazing. I mean, it was still like small, but our balcony was like what dreams are made of. Oh gosh, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> it was awesome. But when we're thinking next steps, going from what we were in to something, you know, like stepping it up a notch was just like almost unattainable at that point. Cause it goes from our rent, which I'm, I'm telling you was ridiculous to like, Oh, you need to have like $5 million in the bank to be able to put an offer in this, uh, on this house because you're probably going to have to pay cash for it. And
2: you're going to have to outbid. uh, Yeah,
0: And I'm just going to be really clear. Like I'm nowhere near, (laughs) nowhere near having just $5 million in the bank. (laughs) We're not, we're not doing that good yet. yet. Yeah. So it was a little disheartening. It came from a place of being just, I mean, they call (laughs) LA the Boulevard of broken dreams. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to make this work? And yes, we could have moved probably somewhere else in the city for sure. But if I'm going to be in LA, I want, I want to be by the beach and I want to be like where things are happening. In Santa Monica, you could still, not easily, but like, get to everything that you would need to without moving too far away. So that's kind of what started the conversation of, okay, we need to make some changes um, so that, you know, maybe one day having five million dollars in the bank would be possible because the way that we were living, it's just it's all going to the cost of living. So that's what kind of started it. Um and then just everything in LA is expensive and hard. Um but we had that one conversation. We had literally just a conversation about, okay, like is this the time to move? Our our lease was going to be coming up. So we knew that we were going to need to sign it and we knew it was also going to continue to go up from an already just, I never would have thought it would have probably spent that much money on rent. But like I said, the, it was awesome. (laughs) And we had this conversation literally the next day you get a call.
2: I got a call from an old coworker who I just admire so much. And he basically started a bank very, very similar to the one that I left Avenue bank and it was just, I was like, Ooh, this is, this is very, very serendipitous. Like how, how, how did I get a call right after we just started talking about it? So it kind of put that, that Nashville bug back in my ear. Like, Ooh, like maybe we could, we could make this work. Yeah. So I started talking to him about the position that he wanted me for. And you know, it, it didn't end up panning out, but it started that conversation and I started reaching out to my Nashville people, my, my group here. And, um, that's eventually what led me to the job I'm working at now.
0: Yeah. So like he gets this call right after we just have our initial conversation about a job in Nashville. And then, um, you get the, like, you basically, we, we come out here to like, just check it out because I had only been here for work and just, I was still just like upset because. I was just mad (laughs) that my accountant. I
2: don't want to leave LA not on my terms. (laughs) Yeah, that my,
0: and it was, I mean, we didn't have to leave, but I was just mad that I had to like face reality of like that next step. If I want to live the way that I want to live and I'm very like, I think that that's important to like, yes, like be realistic, but also like love your home, love love your home and, and, and push forward to like the life that you want to live and not be like complacent. So I was like, okay, let's just go check it out. We checked it out. And I, I was a little sad at first, just even just like contemplating it. He had, he got the job like while we came here, um, or was offered. And I really did. I was like, okay, like this does feel like, home and this was in the dead of winter, so it wasn't even like the prettiest Nashville was, but everybody was so kind and felt very welcomed. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is a good thing for us. Um but it was very, very difficult. I feel like we had just gotten to a place in LA where we were seeing that um we were building that community or because it takes a long time.
2: Yeah, they say in LA, it takes close to five years to really create community, create people you can rely on and just feel integrated into society yeah. there.
0: It was like, yeah, three to and five. And I mean, years. it
2: was I was there for five and a half years and it just started happening for me and for both of us. Mm-hmm. We found an amazing church and we started kind of getting plugged in. But we we were always just kind of like one foot in, one foot out at church.
0: I don't I disagree with that. I think we had we were At first, yes.
2: At first, we were.
0: For sure, because I tried a few different churches. We tried a few together. But then, once we really got plugged into Vintage Church in Santa Monica, if you live in the area, oh my gosh. Check it out. It was so amazing. It helped us so much. I mean, it's how Adam, you know, kind of recommitted himself to Christ, I would say, like going through that church was, was so awesome for us. Um, but yeah, like it was the community part that was, that was still hard. And we were just starting to be like, okay, we're going to really be very invested in this church. Mm -hmm. So for, I think for both of us, but speaking for myself, like that was the hardest thing because I'd gone through, which also could be another episode, a lot of church hurt in the past. And, feeling really accepted and also seeing, just feeling the true spirit of Jesus in a church and not, it not being a business or it wasn't about the the pastors being like put on a pedestal, but they were really just the, the voice of Jesus was like really coming through them. I hadn't experienced that in a really long time. And it was just really good for my soul, my reconnection with the Lord, which has been a it's been difficult. And that's where I've, I first really just felt that sense of groundedness coming back in my life. Let's take a quick break. Where are my engaged girls. Congrats. You're engaged. So am I. Now you may be like me wondering what's next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus you can get designs, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire process with their free planning tools. Zola has created everything you need to make the whole process super easy and hopefully actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on the couch. Look, I have just now opened the can of worms of all that is wedding planning, but I'm so thankful for Zola because it can help make wedding planning so much easier for all of us engaged girlies. We need to be having fun. We need to be excited. It doesn't need to be a stressful process. And I feel like Zola can really help us engage girlies Enjoy this time of our life because we are celebrating the love that we have created and this beautiful new chapter in our life. And we do not need to be crying over napkins and invitations. So Zola's got us covered. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Although I'm not there yet myself, I know a lot of you listening have children and want to set up your child for success. So IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Oh my gosh, I wish I would have had IXL when I I was going through school because I really needed that extra help just to like get things implemented into my brain so that I could really know what I was learning and not just be like, I don't know. I had a good memory, but I don't think I actually learned something, but that's really through repetition. And I feel like IXL is wonderful for that. I think this is such a wonderful product for anybody who's like just struggling with a topic or just trying to get ahead, study for a test. It really can help in so many ways. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Better Tomorrow with Hannah Brown listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com slash B. Visit ixl.com slash to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. And now let's get back to the show. So, but like Adam also said, like, it wasn't like we were fully plugged in yet, but I think I had that hope for it.
2: For sure. Because LA, it, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to make those connections, but also to keep those connections alive. It requires a lot of energy a lot of time and when traffic is the way it is and everybody oh la traffic like it it is a thing it's a thing yes and you meet someone that you're like oh i love this person like they they could really be a part of my group and we could we could create things together and we can make all these things happen and then you find out they're in east la or they're they're downtown you're like there's no way i'm gonna come see you
0: it's like oh my gosh you're so great where do you live Oh, I live in Sherman Oaks. Oh, oh um, you live in
2: the Valley. Okay.
0: I'll never see you again.
2: <laughs> it's, it's sad, but that's, that's the way it is. And Nashville's just like wonderfully different in that way. Yes. It's like, if you're traveling 11 miles in Nashville, it's going to take you, if you're on the highway, it's going to take you 11 minutes. Like it's so predictable in that way that it just makes it easy to invest in people, invest in organizations and just, it's easier to make things happen here.
0: For sure. So we ultimately obviously made the move here. I think it took took us like a little over a month from like the first conversation to moving here. um, I think all of my our friends were like, "Wait, like you're actually moving we're like, yeah, we are like we've it it was so I've never made it just that quick of a Life decision. I have. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, this is normal for me.
2: But like, even last month, like, we had been here for about a month and I still had people reaching out to me and be like, dude, where'd you go? Like, where are you? Yeah. And like, I've never been the one to kind of make an announcement about my departure anywhere. I pissed off some of my best friends in Dallas when I just up and left for Chicago. Like, it's it's kind of a, a history thing. Like, I, I have a history of doing that,
0: which we could probably uh, dive into like what that means in therapy. like, Oh, I don't like saying goodbyes. I don't like conflict. I don't like, yeah,
2: we can unpack that. We can unpack that for
0: sure. Um, I think for me, it was just trying to figure out like, I think for me, I was like, Oh wait, no, this is actually happening. And just trying to scramble to get it together. And yeah, like one of my best friend, like truly one of my best friends that I've ever made. Nora is still in, like well, actually, she's had like now she's like traveling all over, and I'm gonna go meet her in Portugal in like two weeks. But, um, it was it was hard. It was hard to say goodbye. But, uh, and just like a shock for everyone.
2: But and you were you were still pretty uneasy even a week before when we got here. You're just like you were kind of like resisting the the Nashville embrace in a way. Well,
0: and that was also because right before, um, we, we, we stopped in Oklahoma and that was when like the horrible tragedy of the Nashville shootings happened. Mm-hmm. So then I felt like another reason, I don't think we really announced we were moving or that's what we were doing. Cause it just, there was like a dark cloud. It was just a sadness. And I, I didn't feel like we could even celebrate moving here because just ultimately like, it that doesn't really make a hill of beans when like people have this community is is really grieving so i think that also kind of put like a oh gosh we're really doing this type thing and then we got here and i guess i would just ask you which i think we both have the same answer do you feel like it was a good decision
2: absolutely it's the best the best um and i kind of knew what to expect I knew that Nashville was going to be different than what I had come to learn in from 2010 to 2016. But it just, it, I tell people, it just felt like a warm hug. Like mm-hmm. it felt like everybody here, everyone that we've come into contact with have just open arms, embraced us. And just like your family now, like you yeah. are a part of the Nashville community and, you know, our gym, you know, we've, we're still kind of searching for the church, but I think we found it like a really good church. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just seemed easy. It seemed yeah. like a very seamless transition. It didn't seem like we were trying to force anything. Um, and we love our neighborhood. We love just, I, I have loved everything about our Nashville move. Me it's too. been so fun.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, the things that we've learned that we love about Nashville, I think obviously is like you kind of hinted on, like the community has been so great. Everybody that we've met has just been so excited that we're here, genuinely wants us to love it and wants to help us in any way that they can find the community, find, um find the best places to eat, like, they want us to have the, the most amazing experience here. And I think ultimately, that's just so different from LA because it's like you kind of don't don't ha- you didn't have time for people there. Everything was just so rushed when it comes to even like traffic, getting somewhere that um just like distance
2: like booking a doctor's appointment.
0: Yes, it literally takes like 4 months. But here you can do that and um that has just been like the best, biggest blessing and we're so excited. It feels like every week, we're making so many more connections that we see of not just like, oh, that was a nice person to meet, but like, oh, I could see them really being a part of our lives, which is just so cool and really thankful for that. And just kind of like us talking about what we did this this past weekend, we're so much closer to family. My family is two like our our farmhouse is like two hour, two and a half hours away. My family. My, my parents' house in Tuscaloosa is three and a half hours away. We've already seen them so much. We've seen your family. My
2: brother and sister-in-law and nephews are in Memphis. So we've super, had them over.
0: Um, that look, <laughs> I love my family. I have to always, I always started with that. I love my family, but I think it was really good for, for me to have that distance and grow for myself but I didn't realize until I got here how much just being able to at least know that if something was going on, that I could see them that day. Even just like conversations, like I feel like I talk to my mom more now, that two hour difference does have an effect of, you know, the schedules of our lives. And now it just feels like we're just all just so much more connected. And I know you feel that with your family as well. For sure.
2: And just the more that we see them, The more that we have to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's like the whatever we, you know, whatever we talked about whenever we were face to face, like we, there's there's stuff that is just building on those face-to-face interactions. For sure. That we didn't have when we were in LA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a different world. Yeah. So that's been really great, I think, for Wally. He was used to, I mean, think about it. He went from like having to like we we had that built big balcony so he had like a little green like patch that he learned how to use the potty on but like we would have to walk down two flights of stairs walk across the the street try to find like one really gross green patch on the sidewalk and he would be like oh i don't know if i want to pee there so then you're walking it, it was just a lot and now all we have to do is open the door and he has a yard to play in and he loves it so much we love it so much we got a dog park
2: It's like two minutes away.
0: We always go to the DP (laughs) together as a fam and he's, he's loving it. Even though all he cares about is the ball and not really interacting with other dogs. We
2: should have an episode or you should have an episode on dogs and like dog training. (laughs) 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 And just talk about, I just want to talk about all the quirks about Wally. I I can talk about him for forever.
0: Yeah. We're obsessed. Um, but just ultimately just the ease of life has been so good. I think a lot of you have also noticed with me, I feel so much more open here Um, in like every way. I think I'm not the best at making decisions. And in LA, there's just so much went into, first of all, like making a decision. There was just so much stimulation and I almost felt like stuck, and I like I, every time I talk about this, I like do this weird thing with my hands. I feel like felt like very stuck and like stagnant. Um, honestly, kind of creatively, I feel like it's really easy to get into that comparison game there, even more than anywhere else because it always seems like somebody's like way cooler than you or doing more. And I just felt like I just stayed in my apartment with with the dog unless I had some work thing. Like I, you couldn't just be like, oh, you know, I want to go to dinner no, you can't just do that. Like you've, you've got to like plan that out like two weeks in advance or, Oh, I'm just going to go to the beach. It's like, well, decide on which beach you're going to. Cause you might get there and there's a zillion people there or, Oh, it's actually like freezing. Like it, everything just took a lot more effort and time. And for, for me and my personality, sometimes that just like keeps me like stuck.
2: And that's, that's a thing. That's definitely a thing. Decision yeah. fatigue is not a, like, it's a real thing. And it, it saps you of energy sometimes, mm-hmm. like when you have so many different options, when you have to weigh so many different variables to do something in LA, it it is, it's draining.
0: It is draining it for sure. And now I just feel like, um, just even just like moving, like changing my actual location has given me this freedom and of sure, because of all those things that we talked about before. But I've held on to a lot of like, uh, shame or like crippledness from some things that I've gone through in the past few years. And it made me for a while, like really not want to share my life, just be very protected, which I think was great. And I've gone on like, there's, there's a lot of great things that have come from that time. But as far as like sharing with you guys really hard for me, but as soon as I I moved here, like I just feel so excited to share my life. And that's like, I'm excited to start that like this podcast is another way to be able to do that. I think if this started a few months ago, you would have got a different Hannah um, because I was different. And like I don't, I don't know if, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of that comes from just being here mm. and how it's made me feel. So,
2: well, I mean, we we went back to L.A. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: for a weekend, and it was a lot. It yeah. was a lot it, for me. It felt heavy for me. It felt, you know, you kind of feel that 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 angst, that like searching but not finding energy that comes with L.A. Sometimes, yeah. And we had a very interesting experience.
0: Yes. I was in charge, which should just never happen ever again. I booked a house for us to stay in. Which
2: was so nice because it was my birthday celebration weekend. Yeah. And you wanted to, you know, make decisions and take control, which is not usually what you do. I mean,
0: I I shouldn't obviously. And, uh, we, I booked a, I'm going to say, yeah, I booked a house on which I've used before and it's great, um, but I've never done that before. And it only had two reviews, but they were good.
2: <laughs> the pictures were amazing. You look at this place and you're like,
0: Whoa. oh, it just seems like so nice, clean. It was on the street or like just a little off the street that we both lived on. So we're like, okay, right off of Abbott Kinney. If you've been to Venice, that's like kind of like where everything is in Venice, California. So it's like, okay, we don't have a car. We're not going to have a car, so we can walk get all the things go to airwan. we're obsessed even though uh, when i got back it hurt my stomach i don't i just everything just was different um and so i'm like great this is gonna be awesome this looks nice clean we know where we're at y'all oh, no. it was so we have like one of those like horror stories of staying in a house and like we got there early they told us we can't check in which we got so then we were literally like bums and
2: went back to our old apartment went back to bags our bags off we still need the had, code had to like get into our old apartment we had like four hours to kill before we could check in
0: yeah nobody lives in that apartment but like to get into like the little area we dropped our bags and so we just for like hours just bebopped around the city went to the park we just laid on the park like all other people who don't have homes <laughs> We were just out there. Um, And that was nice. But then we get to the place and we walk in. And
2: it. You're just hit with a wall of cigarette smoke.
0: It smelled horrible. It smelled terrible. And mind you, this place was like over $400 a night. So it wasn't like uh, you would think, okay, and it's in a nice area, whatever, it's going to be good. No, it smells so bad.
2: And like I used to party and like I've walked into some really nasty establishments. And this was very, very similar. It was just like somebody has been doing some very questionable things in this house.
0: Yes, but I'm like, I'm freaking out, and you're like, it's fine. You're, you're still trying to be positive, and I'm like,
2: well, I'm trying to make you feel better. <laughs> you're yeah. like distraught.
0: I was so distraught. The the everything feels kind of wet in the air. It
2: was a little moist in there.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was it was moist the and, sheets. and wet. Yeah. So we get in and we're like, okay, this is. Kind of gross the the rugs were dirty, we're dirty, like, like they need footprints to get on. Them. you need to get new rugs, but we're still like it'll be okay, we're about, we were gonna leave when we got into the bed, like you said, because it was so wet inside, the bedding was wet. I'm having an actual come apart. <laughs> i ch- I messaged the the lady, and I was like. Hey, it smells really bad in here. Just want to let you know.
2: Like the difference in that text to the one <gasps> that you left when we when we checked out night and day.
0: So I'm trying to be like, and then like there was a chair that was broken. And I sent a picture. I'm like, no big deal. Just wanted to let you know, like, we didn't do this, but like, like we- <laughs> it smells pretty bad. Didn't get any response. So I'm like, okay. We're not gonna be here for a while. We were, we were so busy. Every night that we came back the next night and it's like the smoke, we had kind of gotten out, but no, it just like smells like mildew. And yeah, the sheets are damp at all
2: times. And the cigarette smell never left. No, it but, was,
0: it, but then you could tell, oh, it's not just a cigarette smell. It's like this place has black mold.
2: For sure. And my health <laughs> the next week and a half. Took a toll.
0: That. I'm telling y'all. He had a nosebleed in the middle of the night. I did. I'm crying at all times. So mad. Uh,
2: Her eyes are red and itchy.
0: Yeah, my eyes are, and and when I breathe, I whistle. Like I have that had that <laughs> whistle in she, my she
2: nose. She had a no, a legit like train nose whistle going for a couple days. And
0: when I tell people this, y'all are probably like, why didn't y'all just leave? Because I'm like, we spent so much money, and I, I, I would, I don't know why we didn't leave. I think we just,
2: I think. I was like, oh, it'll get better. Yes, the smell will were, get better. You were it's like, gonna don't worry about being it. Moist and it's fine.
0: It's fine. It'll be good. I'm like, we're going to bed and I so not we're going to bed in wet sheets.
2: I also didn't want to have to deal with packing up and moving all of our stuff somewhere else. That was the thing for me. Yeah, I was which, like, I can tough it out. No. Which we totally should have changed. That,
0: because. He's, he's like literally been sick since we were there. I just got better. They never answered me. Then I sent this. I mean, hmm. I ripped into them, into this message. I'm like, I've never sent a bad review and I've never sent a text message like this. But this has honestly been an awful experience. Um, I went into, I'm like, you seriously probably have a black mold.
2: <laughs> but they did. Like, you can look at the ceiling. You're like, something's There's going There's something,
0: on like something is brewing in here. Told him like, the, yeah, like the. Everything was wet at all times. And I I was like, and you have a blanket that that smells like Taco Bueno. (laughs) (laughs) We're
2: like, we live in California. We don't know what Taco Bueno is. But if you are from Oklahoma or Texas, anywhere kind of in that region, you know what Taco Bueno is. And you know what Taco Bueno smells like, especially if it's Taco Bueno closer to the bathroom. That's what it smelled like.
0: (laughs) And that was the one little couch. I mean, I ripped into the rugs, just the whole overall experience and that they didn't answer me. Still didn't answer me. Still. Anyway, it's... <laughs> All that
2: being said, we went
0: wander back... Wandering the bridge. Yeah.
2: We went back to LA. And, and didn't it, miss it. <laughs> it wasn't like this, oh, we made the wrong decision. Like we, we shouldn't be in Nashville. We should be back here because we love it so much. It was the complete opposite.
0: And it wasn't just because of the horrible... Experience, but I definitely think that played a role in it because we can never like just feel at ease. But yeah, we just we we didn't miss it. And that that just really um reassured us that this was a good decision for us. And honestly, just so grateful and expectant to what this new chapter will bring. Um, we still don't like to tell people that where we moved from because um, there's like so many people now in Nashville, didn't you look up like 1.3 million people here or mm-hmm. something like that? So, and it, people are just moving in at all time, all the time. And I can understand being from like a, you know, that small town feel you want to keep that. And without like with outsiders coming in, that can be really annoying, but and I'm also jacking up the house and the, prices. Trust and- me. We're, <laughs> we were ex- so like excited about like looking for a place to to live here. And obviously, it's not as expensive as California prices, but it was just a shock. And I ex- expect for people that have lived here forever and now c- can kind of see it's kind of impossible to buy like a really nice house here at the moment um, for not like a gazillion dollars. So I understand why it can be frustrating, but I'm like, I'm from Alabama. <laughs> yeah,
2: you don't, like, you like have to preface that when you tell people where you're coming because when
0: they ask i mean a lot of californians are moving here and are a lot of the reason why all these like prices are coming up that people here think they have a lot of traffic which now is perspective it's not like la but i get it so when people ask us where we're where we're coming from we always are like well i'm from alabama i live- and
2: i and and i used to live in nashville <laughs> just just to make sure you yeah, guys are okay yeah 7 years with
0: that. were yeah and then they're like <laughs> oh okay so is that where you're coming from well no we lived in um, santa monica but only for 3 years <laughs> so we're we're not californians and did i
2: mention he lived in nashville before yes. okay yeah so and he's from oklahoma he's not he's not from california
0: because there is a thing. There is a lot of snarky comments from Nashvilleians about the Californians, and so you do not want to be grouped in with those people. And now, even I've lived here for two months at this point, I'll be like, oh, "I bet they're from California."
2: Like, it's <laughs> like you're before. already we, a part of this thing. We
0: went to Publix. I'm like, "That girl's definitely from California." And sure she enough, was. It was, sure <laughs> enough, she <laughs> was. We we followed her. No, we, well,
2: like, don't be bringing your blue politics here. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that
0: was pretty good Thank you. Thank no but so it's it's been so funny so great how we've just quickly fallen in to just like in step with the city I mean this feels more like home I think for both of us and um, you know we haven't like we're giving ourselves kind of if this is forever great if it's not like we're just trying to celebrate the now and, and really happy with where we are and what's all to come and we love it here. And we love it. So if you're thinking about taking that move, just do it and then you'll be be like those crazy Californians even <laughs> though you're you were just there. You'll start like becoming a local in no time. Um I'm really happy where we're at and thank you so much for coming and doing this show with me.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm so honored to be your your first guest. Your test on me.
0: Yeah, and I'm also glad for people to hear you know, so many times people want to hear about our relationship, which, like I said, we'll definitely have a conversation about that because I think we've had a lot in the short amount. well, it's not even short, we've been together for a while, but we've gone through like hills and valleys together. Mm-hmm. And um I think it could be really encouraging for people to kind of hear our story. And
2: because we're not perfect. No. We we've had challenges.
0: For sure. But I don't think ever you always you ever see that really. So as much as great as it is and I know people want to hear about a relationship. I think it's really great for people to just hear more about you and your life story and and where you are now. So thank you for sharing that. Um and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um we will be back next Wednesday with some new content. Um but thank you guys for just hanging in there with me as we figure this out and I feel like we made sense, right? I hope so. I hope so. So hopefully this all made sense. Thank you guys. And I love you all so much. You know, we're trying our best today and we'll be better tomorrow. I'm loving that tagline. (laughs) Bye guys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been in a really awesome season, but also a season that has been pretty stressful. There's been a lot going on. Um, I can see where some of those things that really keep me grounded, um, I have not been able to make time for and not know how to do that. And so it's been weighing on me a little bit. And look, we all carry around different stressors that can be big or small, but when we keep them bottled up and don't talk about like what's going on in our life, it can really affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest to really talk about what you're going through and figure out a way to work through whatever that is that's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no just charge. If like you're just not feeling that connected with somebody, you can always try it again. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com tomorrow today to get 10% off your first order. That's help, com slash tomorrow.